All right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. The Lord speaking uh, to the people here said, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? We do that after every service. <laughs> or what shall we drink? Or what shall we be clothed with? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. This time, of course, the Lord had come to Israel, to his people, to the Jews. And so he, he makes a distinction here. This is the Gentiles don't have me to seek after, so they look for stuff. When you don't have that relationship with him, you start looking for stuff. Goes, goes, and you keep searching for things because nothing will fill that void that he fills. We need him. And so he said, this is the way the Gentiles behave because basically they don't have me. He said, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. He knows what you need, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you Take therefore no thought for the morrow. Don't therefore for this reason, because you've got a father watching out for you. Uh, he said, you just don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take thought for the things of itself. And sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I want to talk about uh, the kingdom of God tonight. I want to talk about the kingdom of God. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you for your goodness and mercy to us. And Lord, we're thankful that you are always mindful of us, watching out for us, and that you know exactly what we need. And we believe that you will supply every need tonight. So, Lord, let us hear what you would say to the church. and Let our hearts be good ground to receive it. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap and a shout of praise before you're seated tonight. He's worthy, worthy to be lifted up. Thank you for being such a good God, and thank you for being in the house of God tonight. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of God. I should maybe put first the kingdom of God because it needs to be first. Um, we must first seek. This is what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's, it, it must always come first. Now, he didn't say it would come only like we didn't have lives to live. He said, but it should be in first place. Things. God is a God of order. He's a creator. He's a designer. He, he believes that, uh, he's a wise master builder, the scripture says. He sets things in the body as it pleases him. He doesn't just scatter stuff and hope it lands somewhere good. He is very purposeful about what he does. Uh, and as a builder, he believes in laying foundation and then building. Uh, so he wants things to be done in the church decently and in order. And so even the greatest commandment is first to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to me that just uh, translates over to seek ye first the kingdom of God. He must be first. And then, of course, the second commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves is uh, what all the law and prophets hangs on. But in this uh, living, this life, and searching and seeking the kingdom of God, uh, it has to come before our country. That's, that's, that's tough for, for Westerners to swallow.
because we want to be very patriotic. But God comes before country. God comes before our culture. That's just it. It, it comes before everything in this world. It comes before even our own lives. If we seek to save our lives, the Lord said we would lose it, but if we lose our life for the kingdom's sake, for his sake, we would save it alive. So the answer to the question is the kingdom uh, must come first because it is what provides for us. Seek you first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and all the things will be added unto you, the things that we need in this life. God is not going to have you serving him and starving to death. Just don't, I just don't believe it. I, uh, now, uh, if people don't want to uh, you know, do with the ability that he gives them, they may starve to death. <laughs> but God is going to make sure that you have what you need and the ability to have what you need. And unfortunately, this seek ye first the kingdom of God is ignored or misplaced in the lineup of most of our lives. Most people today uh, try to squeeze God in where they can fit him, but he doesn't have to be squeezed in. He should be first. The Bible says he's the first and the last. That means everything else gets squeezed in. He's first and he's last. He's the beginning, he's the end. He's the author and the finisher. He is, he, we, so we, we need to understand that we shouldn't be trying to fit him in between whatever we've made first and last. No, he, he is uh, supposed to be in his place in our lives and seeking that kingdom of God. This is the kind of scriptures that Jesus is trying to teach people. Uh, if you want your life to be successful in living for God, these are things that you do. If you just, if serving God is a hobby, put him where you, you just put him where you need to. You know, because that's, uh, that's the way we treat hobbies. We get to it when we have time. Uh, you know, some people have a hobby of fishing. They don't fish every day, but they fish as much as they can, and they fit it in every opportunity. That's the way some people do with uh, the kingdom of God is they fit it in when nothing else is going on. I know. It's, <laughs> don't, don't, but but you, you know what I'm saying. And uh, if, if, if you want a secret to success, in the scripture, it's going to ask and require of you. Grace and mercy is free. God poured his grace out on us. You know, we, we know that uh, we didn't do anything to earn it. Uh, I'm not talking about uh, like nothing we've done has made us worthy. But the, from the very beginning, Jesus said, follow me. You're going to, you're going to walk behind me. He, he would uh, tell them that some miracles require Hearing me and obeying me, cast your net on the right side of the boat. Uh, if you, you can say, no, I don't want to do that, then you don't get to fish. But doing that, hearing that, obeying that, what you do with what you hear uh, is where you're going to find out where God's word is true. His word will not return void if it is obeyed. Now, see, he's covered that in the scripture. You say, well, his word won't return void, so it just automatically does for me, and I don't have to do nothing. No, if a man won't work, neither shall he eat. That's, there's scriptures in there that let us know we can't just have a little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands because even though God's word is powerful and, and it, it is provision, you can sleep right through it. Yeah? So we must seek first the kingdom of God. Now, don't get it wrong. 
He didn't say seek for the kingdom of God because it's not lost. The kingdom of God's not lost. It's not like I got to find it. I don't know where God put it. It's, that's not what he's talking about. We must seek first the kingdom of God. You know, it, to me, it's almost like uh, when you're in that kingdom, then seek that kingdom for what you need. Just like if I said, seek this room. Not seek for this room. This room's here. Seek this room for that, that $25 gift card that's up under your chair. Look how many people's not doing anything. It's like, because we don't believe you, Pastor. <laughs> so after y'all all leave, I'll go pull it out of the chair that nobody's sitting in. No, there's not one there, really, but I'm kidding. But if there was one and everybody's like, oh, okay, you know, re realistically, we could leave this room tonight and it would still be there. Because the room was there. What you needed was there, but you got to seek the room. And we've got to seek first the kingdom of God. We're going to see, you're going to see what I'm talking about here in a minute, but there's some things in this, uh, in these passages that, that Jesus is, is bringing to light for us. When we back up to verse number 19, he said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and thieves cannot break through. So he said, there's a place where earthly things can't bother. There's things that God, that, 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 but well, hang on, let me back up a second because I want you to know that, that word treasure like, I don't have treasure. I don't have gold doubloons and uh, uh, coins and pearls and goblets and jewels. That's what he's talking about. You know that word treasure translates to deposit. So, in other words, don't be depositing things. Don't be, what, what are we... You know, when you make a deposit, you're, you're giving something into another place. You're making a deposit into the bank. You're, you're signing over something to put it in an account. And, and when, what are we making deposits into every day that mean nothing, that, that moth and rust and thieves can, can tell you? And I'm not just talking about natural. I'm talking about those spiritual moths and those, that spiritual rust and those spiritual thieves can rob us. What, where are we depositing our time and our energy and our focus? What, what do we, he said, he said don't, don't, don't be depositing things. He said, but deposit treasures in heaven. Deposit times of prayer, times of fasting. That's why Jesus would, would tell them, said, when you give and when you pray and when you fast, these are the things. When you make these deposits, your father sees uh, from heaven. He sees these things and he rewards you openly. See, that's what he's saying. You, these things, thieves can't take. Nobody can steal your prayer time. Nobody can steal the words spoken in prayer. Nobody can steal uh, the things that you have when you, people, you, know, when you give uh, because the Scripture says to. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, I don't give because I don't know what they're doing with it. Well, you know, honestly, I mean, you should, you should be smart, sure, but that's not 
up to you between, you know, what if you give that because the Lord said give that and somebody misuses it, well, that's on them. You gave and God's going to bless you. And so, and so when we fast, no, nothing can steal that fasting away, the things, the rewards that God gives. Nothing can take those things away. So when you deposit treasures in heaven, there's no moth or rust. There's no thieves to steal. But he says where your deposit is, that's where your heart is. You know, where your treasure is, where your deposit is. You, wh whatever you're after, whatever's going on in here, that's where you're investing. That's where you're depositing. That's what you're doing. And, and so we need to uh, check ourselves to see, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and in these opening passages here, it, it brings me to some questions to help examine myself and see, am I doing what I should be doing? Am I making good deposits? Am I seeking the kingdom of God first for what I need? Or am I searching you know, the storehouses of the world and the kingdoms of this world for what I need? So uh, here's a question that we, we pull right out of that verse. Where is my heart? Where is my heart? One writer in the psalm said, Oh God, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. In other words, it's in a set place. It's not moving. It is fixed on you. And that's the way we should be, that our heart should be fixed on God and on the kingdom of God and working for the kingdom of God. That's why we're here. And that's where our focus should be. We should keep the main thing, the main thing. That's what we should be doing. So where is my heart? Where am I making deposits? In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15 uh, through 17, he said, Love not the world, and neither the things that are in the world. If any man, doesn't matter what his position, calling, title is, if he loves the world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16, For all that is in the world, all of it, that's, you know, he didn't say for a few things, but he said all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, it sounds like what the Gentiles seek after. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world passes away. This stuff goes away. The lust thereof falls with it, but he that does the will of God abides forever. There's a place where moth and rust and thieves, there's a way of life that moth and rust and thieves can't take away. That's why we would sing, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. God gave it to us. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus asked the question, for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world but lose his own soul? In other words, what is eternity worth to you? Where is your heart? Where is your treasure? Is it earth or is it in heaven? Maybe number two, another question we could ask would be this. Who do I serve? In verse 24 of Matthew 6, he said, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he would hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't do it. Uh, no matter how good we think we are, we can't do what Scripture says we can't do. 
You can't do it. No matter what you think, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what, what they say, you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. You will always make a choice for one, and it will often come down to where is your heart. So who do I serve? Romans 6 and 16 tells me this. Know ye not that to whoever you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, and you're either going to serve unto sin, which is death, or obedience unto righteousness. So who are we serving? We can just determine that by who we are yielding to. Are we yielding to God and to his ways and to walk in his way and to seek first the kingdom of God, or are we serving the ways of the world? Joshua said it in 24 and 15, Choose this day whom you will serve. And so we make a choice. A choice means that there's other things. We know there's only one God. So just think about that. There's only one God, one Almighty, one Savior, one King of kings, one Lord of lords, one Creator. There's only one. Whenever you choose, you choose something. You always choose lesser than Him because there's nothing above Him. There's nothing greater than Him. And so anytime we choose uh, something else, we always take the low road. We're always living beneath our privilege. We're not getting what we should be getting. And so then we could go back to our opening text and say, what am I seeking? What am I chasing? What am I going after? Of course, we just read it, seek first the kingdom of God. The word in the Greek means to, to be about or to go about. Go about the business of the kingdom. Be about the business of the kingdom. Uh, desire, it also means desire. Do we desire the kingdom of God or are we desirous of other things in this life that bring just a temporary pleasure to our flesh? It means to endeavor, to inquire for, ask about it, search for it. Uh, it means to require. There's a requirement. Uh, I must have it. And then it means I will seek after or I will seek for. And, but it also comes from a word that means understanding. We need understanding. Uh, the Bible tells me with all my getting to get understanding. I need understanding. Uh, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So when I am seeking the kingdom of God first, there's a lot of things that are coming to me that I need. I don't have to seek the world for their understanding. There's nothing wrong with education. I'm not against schooling and education, those kind of things. But there are some things simply that are kingdom issues, and you seek the kingdom for the answers. Hello, that's our life. We live by faith. We live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We're born again uh, by, every, by that same word of God, and we have to be born again to see and enter into the kingdom. So don't think that you're going to find the answers outside of the word. And you're going to have a very futile search, uh, seeking time, seeking the kingdom of God if you don't seek the word, if you don't know the word. So we must know the word of God. So there's nothing that can take the place of the kingdom in our life. Again, Jesus said it in John chapter 3 that we must be born again, born of water and spirit to see and to enter into the kingdom of God. That's why a lot of people have a hard time with understanding why we believe the way we believe because they have not been born again according to Scripture, so they can't see it. 
when you're like, it's right here. Can't you see it? It's even in your Bible. That's not what that means. You know why they say that? Because it's blind, they're blinded to it because they have not been born again, so they cannot see it and they cannot enter into it. That's why we must be born again. Jesus told the woman, said, you can drink from worldly wells all you want to. You'll continue to thirst. But if you drink the living water that I give you, if you experience this new birth, you will never thirst again. And so now, hear this. Having the ability to see your inner. So being born again, and we can see it and enter it, that doesn't always mean people follow through with seeking. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom for the things that you need. Sometimes we think, well, I've been born again. Now that's just, uh, it just rubber stamps my life and, and I automatically have everything that I need, but it don't. There's a life to live after you are born again. We are to walk in the newness of life after our new birth, and that involves seeking. Because you can see it and enter it and never get nothing out of it. Well, that's quiet. That's the truth. That's the truth. Is that too many people? We, look, we, we've all, we do not believe that once saved, always saved doctrine. But, buddy, there's a lot of people who have obeyed Acts 2.38 that live like they're once saved, always saved. That's just a fact because uh, there's no continual seeking of the things that God wants. We're supposed to earnestly covet the best gifts, and we're supposed to seek answers. He's the Spirit that leads us in all truth, and there's deep things that the Spirit seeks out, searches, and, and yet we're still in the shallow there's a seeking to be done in the kingdom. And we need to be seeking first the kingdom of God. And so, listen, the Holy Ghost, it, it, it guides us, helps us uh, with our infirmities. The scripture says uh, it, it prays when we don't know what to pray. Thank God. Water baptism, uh, being born of the water, washes away the sins of the past. It's for the remission of sins. Uh, the Bible says the unrighteous cannot enter the kingdom of God. Remember that scripture? In 1 Corinthians 6, but he said, and such were some of you, you were, you were outside of it. But now you can enter in to the kingdom because you're washed, sanctified, justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. You have been born again, but now you must seek. So again, being born again doesn't mean seeking the kingdom. It doesn't move that down the list. Woo, I've been washed, I've been filled, ain't got to do nothing else. It does not move sinking Seeking the kingdom of God down the list, it still has to be first. Yep. Well, I've arrived. No, you hadn't. Paul, the apostle Paul, with all his revelations, he said, not as though I had already attained or either were already perfect or complete. Still, he said, I seek after. All the things you've seen, Paul, all them letters you wrote, all that stuff you know, and I still seek after. I'm still trying to apprehend. I'm still reaching forward toward the prize. I'm still seeking. Uh, he, he did finally say, now I'm ready to be offered. But he knew that he had done all he could do. Now I'm ready to be offered because I finished my course and I fought a good fight and I kept the faith. But 
at that, at that one point into the Philippians, he said, I seek after. I seek after. You, Paul, you've, been, you've had an experience with God. You've, you mean, you've seen people. You don't even know if it was in the flesh or out of the flesh. You don't have no idea. Uh, going up to different levels of heaven, all kind of revelations, voices, utterings, things that can't be written down and all this stuff, and you're still seeking? Absolutely. One of my favorite things about my pastor's wife, Sister Everhart, she said um, she was always trying to get close. She said, I just want to be closer to God than I am today. And I would say, what? You, to me, you know, uh, there, she, she was, yeah, she was just, she was perfect to me. She was like, and she always praying and always worshiping, always, you know, just about the kingdom's business, always making deposits into the kingdom. I thought, surely you could retire and coast older, but they, they don't want that because they have realized that the more you seek, the more you find. Yep, that's it. And that's why they, Jesus would say, seek it first because once you realize right off the bat, this is the best life going, you ain't looking for nothing else. Too many people have a new birth experience and then they seek no farther. They've, they, they can see the kingdom of God. They've entered into the kingdom of God, but they're not seeking anything else. And so they have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. They, they, they've seen the table set, but they hadn't seen it yet. They, they, they hadn't tasted it yet. They hadn't, they hadn't sought the kingdom first. But when they start seeking God first, friend, that's going to just about ensure that your walk is going to be uh, solid. You're going to get stronger and stronger in the faith, and you're going to continue on. And it doesn't mean you won't have ups and downs, but you won't quit because right off the bat, you saw this was the best thing going. And so when we seek the kingdom of God first, that's when we know that uh, this is the life I want to live. But you can't come and, and just have that experience and then go jump right back out into the life you were living because that's confusing because you feel you felt that presence you felt that love and that mercy you felt that spirit of God rushing out of you and then you took it right back to where it pulled you from we need to make sure we are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness listen the things that we want the things that we need the desires that we have, they will be added to us as a result of seeking the kingdom first. Psalm 23, I love that psalm, but it's, it's directly tied to this. The opening line, the Lord is my shepherd. Immediately it talks about relationship. I understand the relationship. And then he begins to talk about I shall not want and how he leads me here and he leads me there and he gives me this and he corrects me and guides me and, and, and I, I, I don't have any fear and, and I've got a table prepared before me. Before he talks about all the things that he has, he says, I understand the relationship right off the bat that the Lord is my shepherd. Any sheep needs a shepherd relationship with God. Paul would say again in Philippians chapter 4, 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He will supply all your need 
uh, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 32, it says that he knows what you need. The Father already knows what you have need of. Psalm 37 and 4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. First, delight yourself in the Lord, and then he shall give you the desires of your heart. You don't, too many people got that backwards. They get stuff, and they want God to just stamp the okay on it. Well, God, I got this boyfriend, I got this girlfriend. You approve of them, don't you? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Oh, don't nobody like that stuff. But that's the truth. Seek first the kingdom of God. You'll find what you need in there. Seek him first for anything else. And God will add these things to you. It doesn't work in reverse because the kingdom is not about stuff. The, the, uh, the amount of land you own, the number of cars you have, the money in your bank account, that's not, well, God gave me everything I got. That's true. I believe that God, God does bless his people. But we don't measure our place in the kingdom by the things we have because if all that was gone away, my treasure would still be in the kingdom. That's where my heart would be. That's where my deposits would be going to working for the kingdom. Romans 14 and 17, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not about the, the stuff that feeds the natural body, but it is righteousness and peace. It's got to be righteousness because the unrighteous cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So it's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Praise God. Man, somebody just clap your hands. I'm thankful for what the kingdom is. We should, this, not stuff, life. It's this kingdom. It's the more of life. It's what we've got to have. It's, we need to be kingdom-minded, kingdom-seeking, and kingdom-living. That's what we need to be doing. That's, and and uh, it, back up in, in verse 25, he said, don't be worrying about what you're going to eat, drink, for your body, what you put on. The life is more than meat. It's more. And our life is more than just our, what we put on and where we live and what we drive and, and where we work and those kind of things. But our life is him. Our life is hid in Christ. Christ is formed in us. And that's what kingdom seeking will get you. Praise God. I, I want to, to be seeking the kingdom. In Matthew chapter 13, I read this scripture just the other day, but Matthew 13, 44 through 46, again, the kingdom of heaven. This, these passages are about seeking. The kingdom of heaven is like there's a treasure that's hid in a field. There's treasures in the kingdom, which when a man has found it, then he hides it in joy, he sells everything else, and he buys that field. You know where he, he's like, when I sought the field, when I looked for this, when I sought the kingdom, I found what I needed, and everything else that would hinder that, that for me having 
what I found in the kingdom, I got rid of. And what we find at the beginning in the kingdom, we ought to be willing to lay it all down, lay it all aside. Paul said, the things that were gained to me, I counted loss. He said, I counted them as lost and waste and filth. He said, I got rid of them. I let go of all of it so I could obtain. I needed, I got to find Christ. I got to, I got to, so I got rid of it. That was me going into the kingdom. And he said, and then again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man seeking. He said, the kingdom is like a merchant man seeking. There's something in this kingdom that when you find it, you will sell everything else to keep it. And that's what we get when we seek the kingdom of God first. When we begin to seek the kingdom, not just say, wow, man, I got the Holy Ghost. I got baptized in Jesus' name. I've been born again. Yeah, you know what you are? You're just like a little baby. And you need stuff because babies need stuff. We need stuff when we're born again. We're kids. We're babies in the Lord. We're just children. We're learning. But when we start seeking the kingdom, boy, you grow and mature very quickly. It ain't like uh, it is in the natural. It's, it's completely different. And, and we begin to grow and mature so quickly because we realize, because we're just, we got enough sense to know, hey, I need this, I need this. Look at what I'm finding. I'm finding strength. I'm finding peace. I'm finding a joy that's unspeakable because I'm seeking the kingdom. I'm finding answers for my life. I'm finding my calling in this life. I'm finding more out about the one who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm finding out all these great things because I'm seeking the kingdom. Now that I'm seeking, God's adding. God's adding to me. God's giving me stuff. God's giving me the things that I, I've got to have. And, and so this man, when he found that one pearl, he sold it all and he bought it. Got, got it all. Got to have all these things. Got to have it. The kingdom first. Even in the way that Jesus told them to pray. In Matthew chapter 6. Verse 9, he said, After this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Give him, give him praise first. Give the Father praise first. He said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now we know, we talk about the earth we live in. I, I, I like to even think sometimes, though, because we're made from the dust of the earth, Lord, thy will be done in earth <laughs> as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Before he asks for anything, before he's got it in the right order, before we start talking about stuff, your kingdom come. Let the kingdom come. Let it be in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, one day I want to be in heaven. But while I'm here, let, let it be a little heaven on earth. Let me seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek his ways. Boy, when you go back to the Old Testament and, and people say, boy, I'm glad I didn't live in those days. It would have been hard. I mean, it was tough just to remember everything. But when you go back and you read the things that God said about his people, that when they would hear and obey all these things, he said, then all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. When you do that, 
He even said again about seeking him. He said, if whenever we seek him with the whole heart, then he would be found. So thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's, that's our prayer. That's my prayer, God. Inter- interrupt my life. Shake it up. Rebuild it. Whatever you got to do. Because if I can get the kingdom stuff first, then the rest will be added to me. And so he's talking to Israel, and he's thinking, Israel, you should know this. Because that's the way I always talk to you. I'm the only God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and him only shalt thou serve. And so he was always to be first for them. And if they would be first, they would be blessed going in and blessed going out. They'd be above only, not beneath, head, not the tail. We know the scriptures, what he said, the blessings would be on them. And, and as good as, when you read that chapter, he didn't take near as long talking about how many blessings it was. He said, but if you refuse and rebel, man, that's a long book after that. It's so much worse when you turn your back on God. Oh, he, you know, wow, he didn't give us near as many blessings. No, what was contained in the blessing part was all and more than we would ever need. He said, but let me show you how bad it is when you don't do. <laughs> it's like way out here, man. It's way out there. And so, honey, you can come on up to the music tonight. I'm getting ready to come down for a landing, as they say. You know, if the world, if we could get people to see that in the world today, but our world is not a, even our country is, is not really a Christian nation anymore. But if the world, if our country, if our leaders, if people in places of power, if they would seek the kingdom of God first, they would seek that instead of their agenda, instead of their political platform or their aspirations to office, if they would seek the kingdom first instead of their ways instead of their movement, if they would just seek the kingdom of God first, then we would have righteousness, because that's kingdom. Peace. We wouldn't have to worry about these beauty pageant contestants saying, I just want world peace. We'd have peace. We would have joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the kingdom. We'd have brotherly love. That's kingdom stuff. We'd have mercy and grace and forgiveness. That's kingdom stuff. We'd have what we need if we could just get people to seek the kingdom first. Because that's what he said we should do. There was a man in the scripture in Mark chapter 12. He had asked the Lord about the first and great commandment and the Lord had answered him. And when the guy replied to the answer that Jesus gave, he said, Master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. Don't ever try to talk to Jewish people about more than one God. <laughs> it don't matter if they see it all yet or not. They believe in one God. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding. There's that word again, understanding. 
seeking with all the soul, with all the strength, and then to love his neighbor as himself, that's more than all whole burnt offering and sacrifice. When Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. When we can seek him first, love people, we're getting closer to the kingdom. We're getting closer. He said, you're not far from the kingdom of God because you've got this, these first two commandments now, but it wasn't time for him to enter in yet. They couldn't be born of water and spirit yet. But he said, even us, the first two commandments apply. That's where all the, the prophet and the law, that's where, that's where it's all at. And we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. It's, so we can't do away with the first two commandments. We must love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And we must be born again so that we can see and enter into the kingdom. But once we enter in, now seek the kingdom for that pearl of great price. Seek the kingdom for that treasure that's going to take care of everything else. Seek it. Oh, that's, that's, where, that's where the good stuff's at when we get into the kingdom and we seek it. So if we would just seek first the kingdom of God, you can stand with me tonight. We would have all that we need. What we need today is more people praying, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We need to pray his kingdom. We need to seek his kingdom. And we need to live the kingdom of God. Praise God. While she's playing the song tonight, we've got a few moments. Let's come and pray for a few moments. And tonight, let's spend a little time in the